Hello, this is Ian Wolfe, producer, host and writer for Diffusion Science Radio. This show depends on your support. Please make a donation directly with the PayPal button at www.diffusionradio.com. Or you can support Diffusion by downloading a free Audible book from audibletrial.com slash science. Or go to diffusionradio.com slash support and click on an Amazon link or buy a nano drone as a Christmas gift. Diffusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Diffusion. Sit back and relax while we inject weird and wonderful science directly into your brain. I'm Ian Wolfe. Welcome to this special Ig Nobel Prize edition. I've taken the two and a half hours of the Ig Nobel Prize ceremony for 2015 and cut it down to 20 minutes of highlights of just the Ig Nobel Awards. The Ig Nobel Prizes are awarded by the Annals of Improbable Research, each year for research that first makes you laugh and then makes you think. This includes Unboiling an Egg, the medicinal benefits of kissing and the connection between natural disasters and entrepreneurs. You can find the Annals of Improbable Research at www.improbable.com. But first up, here's some diffusion news. I've been a busy boy. In 2013, my first year independently producing diffusion, I recorded 53 interviews. In 2014, I recorded 72 interviews, and then my video mic pro broke. With the help of listener support, I bought a newer and better microphone, the Rode NTG2, and in 2015, I recorded 74 interviews, of which seven are still to be broadcast. In the last month, I visited a CSIRO pitch fest and a blockchain workshop, which I'll be reporting on in 2016. I have interviews still to be broadcast about the Square Kilometre Array Telescope generating more data than they can afford to store. Machine learning for processing giant amounts of astronomy data. The Starbug Telescope Robots. Optical illusions and computer vision. Emerging technologies in emerging nations. Blockchain technologies. And plasma rockets powerful enough to hoon around the solar system. This week... I've started a Diffusion Science Radio YouTube channel at the urging of several friends. The channel is youtube.com slash C slash Diffusion Radio. As of this recording, I've uploaded the first video and I'm working on the second. Do you listen to podcasts on YouTube? Will people start listening to podcasts on YouTube now that Google have put out Chromecast audio devices and are rolling up podcasts on Google Play? I don't know. These video versions of the show are an experiment. If they get views and subscriptions to make them worth the extra work, then I'll keep them going. You're listening to Ian Wolf on Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network, 
and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. And now some highlights of the award ceremonies from the Annals of Improbable Research, Ig Nobel Prizes. May I introduce our Master of Ceremonies, the editor of the Annals of Improbable Research, Chief Airhead, Mark Abrams. Good evening. We are gathered here tonight to honor some remarkable individuals and groups. Every winner has done something that first makes people laugh and then think. The Ig Nobel Prize ceremony is produced by the Science Humor magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, and proudly co-sponsored by the Harvard Radcliffe Society of Physics Students and the Harvard Radcliffe Science Fiction Association, and by the book, This is Improbable Too, ISBN 978-178-074-3615. The editors of the Annals of Improbable Research have chosen a theme for this year's ceremony. That theme is life. Tonight, 10 prizes will be given. The achievements speak for themselves all too clearly. The prizes will be physically presented to the winners by Nobel laureates. Ladies and gentlemen, the awarding of the 2015 Ig Nobel Prizes. We're giving out 10 prizes. The winners come from many nations on six continents. This year's winners have truly earned their prizes. Karen? Yes. Karen, uh, would you uh, tell us what the winners have won? Each winner this year will receive an Ig Nobel Prize. Uh, what else? A piece of paper saying they've won an Ig Nobel Prize. <laughs> it's actually been signed by several Nobel laureates. Uh, um, do they get any money? Ten trillion dollars. Ten trillion dollars? Ten trillion dollars! U.S. dollars? <laughs> no. Zimbabwean dollars. <laughs> A Zimbabwean ten trillion dollar bill. That's all? Yeah, that's it. Okay. How nice. Thank you, Karen. The Chemistry Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Chemistry this year is awarded to Callum Ormond and Colin Raston of Australia and Tom Yuen, Stefan Kudlicek, Samirin Kuncha, Joshua N. Smith, William A. Brown, Caitlin Pugliese, Tivoli Olson, Miriam Iftikhar, and Greg Weiss of the USA for inventing a chemical recipe to partially unboil an egg. Thank you for this high honor and beautiful, attractive ornament that I'm going to cherish in my office. So we have a large number of people to thank, and um, I also want to tell you just a little bit about what we did. Unfortunately, on the way over here, I mixed up my eggs. I had a raw egg and I had a boiled egg, but I poked around in the labs of Harvard and I found a high-tech device that will allow us to distinguish the raw egg from the boiled egg, and so... Here we go. This one has folded protein, unfolded, folded, unfolded. We invented a way of converting the unfolded protein over here to folded using mechanical energy, not chemical energy, not thermal energy. 
And for this, I'm really grateful for the inventor of the Vortex Fluid device, Colin Rastin, and a team on two continents whose names you just heard, so I won't repeat them. But we're excited about applying this to lots of other proteins that come out looking like this when they really should look beautiful like this. Thank you so much again for this high honor. The Physics Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Physics is awarded to Patricia Young of the USA and Taiwan, David Hu of the USA and Taiwan, and Jonathan Pham and Jerome Chu of the USA for testing the biological principle that nearly all mammals empty their bladders in about 21 seconds, plus or minus 13 seconds. When you go to the bathroom, do you bring a stopwatch? <laughs> when you see a small dog or a small child urinating, do you count the seconds? Have you ever seen a panda, a goat, or an elephant pee? <laughs> if you had, you would learn that all animals in the world, above about three kilograms, urinate for about the same duration. On average, animals urinate for 21 seconds. We call this the law of urination. <laughs> How in the world can such big animals urinate for the same duration as such tiny, small animals? The answer is gravity. <laughs> All animals have a pee-pee pipe. Because of gravity, the taller the pipe, the faster the pee. So the next time you're waiting too long for someone to finish using the bathroom, just simply knock on the door and gently remind them. According to the law of urination, you should be done in just 21 seconds. Thank you. The Literature Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Literature is awarded to Mark Dingmansa of the Netherlands and the USA, Francisco Torreira of the Netherlands, Belgium and the USA, and Nick J. Enfield of Australia and the Netherlands for discovering that the word huh, or its equivalent, seems to exist in every human language and for not being quite sure why. The winners could not attend the ceremony, so they sent us this video acceptance speech. Huh? That went by pretty quickly. Could you show that again, please, tech people? Huh? Okay. Yeah, thank you. The Management Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Management is awarded to Gennaro Bernile of Italy, Singapore, and the USA, Vinit Bhagwat of the USA, and P. Raghavendra Rao of the UK, India, France, Luxembourg, Germany, and Japan for discovering that 
many business leaders developed in childhood a fondness for risk-taking when they experienced natural disasters such as earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, tsunamis, and wildfires that for them had no dire personal consequences. So what's our paper about? I want you to kind of imagine yourself in the position of a child growing up in the Midwest. Tornado season goes around every year. Not a, ton, not a single one touches down near town. No one's hurt, no one's injured. So you think, you know, risk, not a big deal. So when you become a CEO, you take a lot of risk. On the other hand, a kid in the same state, born in the same year, working for the same company, but in a different year, but the tornado touches down in that boy's state or girl's state, turns out he takes much less risk when they become a CEO relative to the first CEO. So that's pretty much the paper. It's a long-term, long non-linear relationship between early life traumatic experiences and later CEO behavior. Sounds complicated. Bottom line is, what doesn't kill you will make you more risk-loving. And put it another way, though. The follow-up question for you guys. Does actually getting trauma make these guys more risk-loving? Uh, sorry, make these guys becoming CEOs? The answer is, we don't know. So parents, do not try this at home. <laughs> do not traumatize your children. The Economics Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Economics is awarded to the Bangkok Metropolitan Police in Thailand for offering to pay policemen extra cash if the policemen refuse to take bribes. The winners could not or would not join us here tonight. Had they been here, we would have given them $10 trillion. The Medicine Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Medicine this year is awarded jointly to two groups. To Hajime Kimata of Japan and China, and to Yaroslova Duridakova of Slovakia, the US and the UK, uh, Peter Selek of Slovakia and Germany, Natalia Kamadiova, Tatiana Sedlakova, Gabriela Rapiska, Barbara Svianzienia, and Gabriel Minarek of Slovakia for experiments to study the biomedical benefits or biomedical consequences of intense kissing and other intimate interpersonal activities. Please welcome the team from Slovakia. Thank you all. You could imagine this was a really, really hard work. In the past, we have shown that men have menstrual cycle, and uh, children with a high IQ have a very low testosterone, and that even drinking cola makes your glucose lower. But okay, the jury has chosen our kissing experiment. <laughs> it's probably more exciting. 
we actually found out that after kissing in female saliva, the male DNA can be found even up to after one hour. And I must say that our first author, Natalia, she's getting married on Saturday. So she, you can imagine she actively participated in this experiment. <laughs> so so they, are, they ended up marrying each other. So perfect. I'm happy that we connect people together and we are experts in kissing now. So if you have any troubles, just ask us. Okay, thank you. And live long and prosper. The Mathematics Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Mathematics is awarded to Elizabeth Oberzauker of Austria, Germany, and the UK, and Karl Grammer of Austria and Germany for trying to use mathematical techniques to determine whether and how Moulay Ismail the Bloodthirsty, the Sharifian Emperor of Morocco, managed during the years from 1697 through 1727 to father 888 children. When I talk about fertility, um, I talk to freshmen, I talk to f fertility um, specialists, I like to ask what they think, um, how many copulations are necessary to lead to new life. And of course this is a trick question because many factors play together, so um, we decided to approach the problem from a different angle and actually ask ourselves what is um, the effort a man has to put into siring 600 sons, because that's actually the number we have a confirmation for. And it's actually a lot of work, it turns out. <laughs> so Mulai had to have had sex for once or twice a day, which you might actually regard as a low number, but if you think that this is would be every day, every single day, a whole entire life, this is quite a lot. Thank you. The biology prize. <laughs> which may have had a musical fanfare. The Ig Nobel Biology Prize is awarded to Bruno Grossi, Omar Larac, Maurizio Canals, and Rodrigo E. Vasquez of Chile, and Jose Iriarte Diaz of Chile and the U.S. for observing that when you attach a weighted stick to the rear end of a chicken, the chicken then walks in a manner similar to that in which dinosaurs are thought to have walked. Well, now we know that if we put together a plunger with a chicken, we got a... A duster! No, a dinosaur! The Diagnostic Medicine Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Diagnostic Medicine is awarded to 
Diala Karim of Canada and the UK, Anthony Harnden of New Zealand, the UK and the US, Nigel D'Souza of Bahrain, Belgium, Dubai, India, South Africa, the US and the UK, Andrew Huang of China and the UK, Abdel Qadir Aluni of Syria and the UK, and Helen Ashdown, Richard J. Stevens, and Simon Kreckler of the UK for determining that acute appendicitis can be accurately diagnosed by the amount of pain evident when the patient is driven over speed bumps. This is our proudest day. But first of all, we'd like to say we'd never have achieved this perk without the other author's work. And so that no one else is missed, we've brought along a thank you list. <laughs> our mums and dads, let's not forget, I hope you're watching on the net. And all our cats. Meow. And Auntie Jane. Dear God, I've got this awful pain. I feel like I'm about to die. Farewell, cruel world. I bid you goodbye. Hey, dogs, you fools, don't hang about. Come and help us out. Please, just what the hell is wrong with him? Please tell us, is the outlook grim? Is it a heart attack? Is it a brain disease? Appendicitis, could it be? It could be that. Now let me see. But how? Without a CT or an ultrasound or an x-ray man? Just read our paper. Then you'll know that speed bumps are the way to show. <laughs> Just drive him quickly up a hump. You know the pain will make him jump. Appendix cases that we sent were sensitive at 97%. It really is the simplest test, though specificity is not the best. And the final prize of this year's collection, the Physiology and Entomology Prize. The Ig Nobel Physiology and Entomology Prize is awarded jointly to two individuals, to Justin Schmidt of the USA and Canada for painstakingly creating the Schmidt Sting Pain Index, which rates the relative pain people feel when stung by various insects, and to Michael L. Smith of the USA, the UK, and the Netherlands for carefully arranging for honeybees to sting him repeatedly on 25 different locations on his body to learn which locations are the least painful, the skull, the middle toe tip, and the upper arm, and which locations are the most painful, the nostril, the upper lip, and the penis shaft. Here is Justin Schmidt. I, I've spent much of my career studying stinging insects, looking for the evolution of sociality. Okay, but is it really fun? Are these creatures really nice? I think they are. So just to convince you that how wonderful stinging insects are, I wrote a little verse for you. I hope you enjoy this and it shows you just how nice they are. Zing, 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 what's that thing? Thing, 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 what's that sting? 
Sting, sting, sting. What now? Now, now, now. It's an owl. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Now we howl. Howl, howl, howl. But why? Why, why, why? To make us try. Try, try, try Please to say hi. That was Justin Schmidt, and here is Michael L. Smith. Hello, my name is Michael Smith. My research group, basically just me, was interested in how the painfulness of a honeybee sting would vary by body location. So we used one human subject, uh, me, was subjected to stings from honeybees on 25 different body locations with appropriate controls, internal standards, and replicates. Now, you've already mentioned the three most and least painful places. Uh, I should incidentally thank two Cornell police officers for having not passed by at the right moment, because then they would have seen me in a little bit of an awkward situation. <laughs> but all the different places that are... Oh, hello. Please I, stop. I'm Please stop. Sweetie Poo, I stung myself for you. I did this for you. Thank you. If you didn't win an Ig Nobel Prize tonight, and especially if you did, better luck next year. Good night. You can see, hear, and read more at the Annals of Improbable Research, www.improbable.com. And that's all from us this week on Diffusion. A special thank you to Andrew from Melbourne for his monthly donation. Would you like to join us? We need more people contributing stories to Diffusion. Send your contributions, opinions, congratulations, standing ovations and donations to science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com. And please do send me an email so I know you're listening and you'd like to hear more episodes. Please like the Diffusion Science Radio page on Facebook rate us on iTunes, and subscribe on YouTube. Tell your friends, follow me on Twitter, at Ian Wolf. Checking production was Charles Willock. I produce Diffusion, which is broadcast around Australia on the community radio network, including two Triple H in Hornsby, Karingai, two MBR in Nambaka Valley, two X in Canberra, and three MBR in the Mallee border districts of Victoria and South Australia. Diffusion is syndicated globally on the National Science Foundation's Science360 internet radio station and also on astronomy.fm. Subscribe to our podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com. And check the website for links, videos and photos about this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, then you can explore the more than 700 previous episodes archived on diffusionradio.com where the shows are labelled by keywords so you can focus in on the stories you want to hear. Subscribe to the Diffusion YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C, that's C for channel, slash Diffusion Radio. And also my personal channel, youtube.com slash C slash Ian Wolf. I'm Ian Wolf. 
Have safe and happy holidays. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more Science Wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life.